I don't know what that is. Living wisely, living well, December 2nd. Do your best, then leave the outcome in God's hands. Attachment to results will only diminish your ability to work effectively in the present. Without attachment to results, even failure will free you to redirect your energies anew and ever yet anew until success is achieved. Well, this is also a very um, extremely helpful and also more than a little challenging. You know, most of us are very result-oriented when we work. Swamiji, Swamiji was uh, multi-talented in different fields, most notably music and writing, but he also founded communities and administered for many years until others took responsibility. Administered a huge wide, a worldwide organization. Administered is not the right word. He guided it spiritually. He was never a, an administrator in the, in, in, the, in the sense that that implies. But he was the guiding creative force and kept really literally hundreds of us all focused on where we were going. And he also did lecture tours and did counseling. So there were many facets of his work. And he was, he was one of those people who was, quote, multi-talented. And he himself commented, he said, many multi-talented people never actually have notable achievements in any of the fields for which they have talent. And he said the reason is often because their energies are always divided. Swamiji said the reason I, speaking of himself, have been able to accomplish as much as I have in a a wide variety of fields is because I concentrate completely on what I am doing. I focus only on what I am doing. He said, for example, when I am writing music, he said, I can't even imagine how I ever am able to write a book because the whole idea of being a writer of words goes completely out of his mind. He lives completely in the world of music and words except, of course, sometimes he writes poetic lyrics. But the whole idea of writing books, it's just, it's, it's not who he is. As soon as he finishes writing, whatever that period of it is, whether it's, you know, an hour writing one song, or a few months on working on a major piece, or even a year where he writes no books and just writes music, he said, whatever, when, as soon as it's over, and he lifts his concentration from that and puts it on something else, then that world becomes his whole world in that moment. So in, in that way, he says, and I just observed him too as his secretary in, in the early years, in the, in the 70s, when he was reading a letter, he wouldn't have conversation at the same time. It's just whatever he did, he did it 100% in the moment. He wasn't simultaneously anywhere else. Now think about that for a minute. Think about how most of us our energy is multiple places at the same time. I, I, am, I work as hard. I do concentrate well. When I'm doing something, I can really concentrate on doing it. I, I sort of joke, the first three books that I wrote are all episodic. They're, all of them are a collection of short, short things, stories. Two of them are stories. One of them is answers to questions. But in every case, it's a, it's a discrete chapter, so to speak, that is really unrelated to what comes before and after. And I said it suited me perfectly because I can concentrate very deeply in short bursts. (laughs) Sustained concentration, 
Actually, I've broken that, so I have to say it, because now I've written a very long book from beginning to end. And I've, I've gotten better. But I'm still a person who just flips. I can still go from this to this to this to this. And it, it's simply not to my credit. But what, what, what we all do, what we all do if we think about our mind, is that even while we're working on this, we're thinking about that. Now, yeah, let, me, let me just get this exactly right. I do become one-pointed, I need to be honest. I, I do become one-pointed. When I'm finished, I'll go somewhere else with it. But nonetheless, in, in average life, and even when we're trying to do creative work, think how often our mind is in so many places at the same time. We're trying to write this, we're trying to talk to this person, we're trying to just cook dinner, and our mind is everywhere else. It's thinking about what happened yesterday, what might happen tomorrow. It's imagining what the result of this is going to be. It's what I'm going to do after I finish this. One of my first experiences of God, and I really think it was an experience of God, happened right after I began to, began to study self-realization before I met Swami Kriyananda. I was probably 19 or 20. That's when all that happened. And I was beginning to understand, you know, that just this whole dimension of a completely different way of living than I had lived up till now, and it felt so like my own. I was so drawn to it, but I was still very much influenced by the Gemini in my horoscope, and I remember I was sitting there washing the dishes, and the whole time I'm washing the dishes, I'm trying to finish washing the dishes so that I can go do whatever else I was going to do next. I have no idea what I was going to do next, and I don't think it was any more significant than the dishes, but it just wasn't the dishes. It was something else. And so it was like, even as I was doing it, I could feel my consciousness pushing against the present, trying to push into the future. Now, it's like you can lean on the clock as much as you want. The clock is not going to be intimidated into moving faster. It just won't be. It just And the things that you're working on they just take what they take to get done. You can't just sort of wash half the dishes and then put the rest of the dirty ones into the drainer and call it done. Just like every one of them has to be washed. There's no way around it. If you're washing them, they have to be washed. So I'm there doing this like this, but I'm everywhere but there. And I honestly, I heard a voice in my head, which I really believe was the voice of God. And it said, what's your hurry, honey? It's just one damn thing after another. <laughs> I love that that's the first time God spoke to me with a sort of a Brooklyn accent. Like, where did that come from? Nobody in my house, nobody in my life talked like that. But it got the point across. And I, like, I've never forgotten it. And I'd still, to this day, I'll find myself pushing against the present moment, trying to get faster into the future. And I'll hear that voice say, what's your hurry? What do you think is going to happen? You know, and, and how do you think simply dividing your consciousness and doing nothing well is going to make you any happier? And so what Swami's talking about here now is he says, do your best, then leave the outcome in God's hands. He's talking about a, a particular way that our consciousness gets divided. It's the generic principle of dividing our consciousness that is the enemy of success, is the enemy of true accomplishment. I want to be able to play the guitar, but I'm going to cut short my practice. I want to be able to play the guitar, but I'm not going to put any energy into practicing. You know, I'm just going to like put in my time. I'm not really going to do it. I'm just going to think about being finished. And then I'll be surprised when I never learn how to play. <laughs>
It's like, why? If you want it to happen, well, let me just put it differently. You know, the, this minute determines the minute that follows. And the consciousness we put into this minute will define the consciousness we have in the next minute. And there, there's no shortcut in that. It's the image that you, you may have heard me say before because it's one of my favorites. Uh, I have a little apple tree in the backyard and sometimes I, I can eat the apples while looking at the apple tree. It's just, a, it's just a small apple tree. There's two of them. They're lovely. Just because in case they can hear me, I want them to know how much I appreciate them. And, uh, and, and the apple trees often have apple seeds. I mean, the apples often have apple seeds in them. That's how, that's how God does it. So I look at that apple seed and I look at the apple tree and there's a big difference between that seed and that tree. But the potential to become an apple tree is right there in that seed. And, but of course, a whole lot of things have to happen before it will be an apple tree. And it, every, it has to go through every, every single stage that you can imagine between an apple seed and an apple tree. And if we try to skip any of those stages, or if we do a shoddy job on any of those stages, we will never have an apple tree. And there's just like, you can kind of try to figure that out from every angle you want. You'll never have an apple tree if you try to skip a single stage. No, an apple tree is what we want if we're going to take that seed. That is our result. But the only way to get there is step by step. And the, the, the way to have patience and pay right attention, and, and I'll use the word right attunement. Now, I'm going to forget the apple seed for just a minute here. But when we're doing something, it often takes several tries to be able to figure it out. It's not always just a straight line. Because we're, we're learning as we go. The whole world shifts. What's happening today, tomorrow morning, it's going to be an entirely new world. I'll be 12 hours older. I'll have had my subconscious experience of sleep. I'll have had my meditations. Everybody that shares the house with me will also have had all their, those experiences. Climate change will be one step closer to God knows what. Right now, it's 2020 July, and we're still having a pandemic. You know, it's just like, Anything could be happening. So how do I know what's appropriate? I have to tune in. And maybe the effort I made yesterday on this particular project has made me more subtle so that now I'm going to be aware of something that it was impossible for me to know yesterday. So how am I going to know any of that unless I've completely surrendered to this moment? If I'm just thinking about everything that is supposed to happen... How will I ever hear, well, God spoke to me that one time in a loud voice with a Brooklyn accent, but most of the time he doesn't. Most of the time it's a, it's a very subtle inner prompting. And if our mind is distracted by attachment to how it's going to come out, and then the fear that it won't, and the praise that we're going to get when it does, you know, all of those things mean that I'm not here. And if I'm not here, God could be whispering something that's absolutely essential to me in order to be able to go forward. And I'll be so busy chattering that, you know, only a quarter of my attention is here. And so one of the ways we do that is we just trust God. He's put me in this place, and I, you know, I can have the presence of God as much in this moment as I can when I'm a big recognized author or whatever it is we're trying to be. Take care of the minutes. 
Yogananda said, take care of the minutes and the incarnations will take care of themselves. So we just surrender the results to God. And then Swami throws in this extra because then even failure can be just what you need in order to be better. But if all you're thinking about is success, successful result, if you fail, you'll you'll have failed. (laughs) Because if all I was doing was for this expectation, when this happens, this is wrong. But it, it might not be wrong at all. It's just necessary to make a mistake. Because that will teach you, expand your awareness, and make you capable of going forward. I mean, almost, I would dare say, every every successful person has mistakes. They just do. And that's, that is how we learn, because we learn from experience. It seemed like a good idea at the time. And how do I find out that it's not a good idea? I found out that it's not a good idea because I tried it and it didn't work. Not because somebody told me it wouldn't work, because I tried it and it didn't work. And, oh, now that I've tested that, now I really know. When I was learning how to write books, my first effort to write, I spent, I'm I'm not, am I exaggerating? I believe it was three years where I, I still was doing other work, but I had made this big announcement that I needed to start writing and I, I cut way back on my activities and it was my primary activity at the end of three years. Yeah, I didn't have a paragraph. <laughs> I not only didn't have a book, I didn't have a paragraph. But I learned how to write during those three years and absolute failure was fundamental to my learning to write because I had to really understand what was blocking me, and it just took me that long to figure it out. And when I, I finally did understand it, then suddenly I was able to do it. But I, I couldn't have understood it. I just couldn't have understood it until I experienced it. So if we're just in the moment trying to expand our awareness and just trust that um, God will figure it out in actual fact, just to and I think it's relevant. You know, it was like, of course I can do this. Because God can do anything. And that's where we leave the expectations in God's hands. Do your best. Then leave the outcome in God's hands. Attachment to results will only diminish your ability to work effectively in the present. Without attachment to results, even failure will free you to redirect your energies anew and ever yet anew, until success is achieved. Joy to you, my friends. Okay, shall we 